Hey everybody, welcome to a new episode of nope. Watch or Not with J and MJ. No laugh today? You're just going to go right into it and be professional? And I was until you decided to fucking interrupt it, so... I'm sorry. Welcome to a new episode of J... <laughs> oh, wait, what is that? <laughs> so now you fucked me up. Screw it, whatever. Pride Month, still going on everybody in case you weren't aware. Um, get that Chick-fil-A nugget out of your fucking mouth. Because they're still... Um, sorry. Did you know they're they're still giving money to like allegedly? I haven't not allegedly. That. It's true. Like they're still doing it. It is not allegedly. Okay, it is not allegedly. They're still fucking doing it. I thought we talked so about get this. that Chick Fil A nugget out of your mouth. I thought we talked about this a while ago and ended up realizing it was like an old article or something. No, like something's new. Like people were like, no, yeah, seriously, they're still fucking doing it. And it's like, all right, great. We'll not be going to Chick Fil A. I've decided it can't. Because before I was like, look, it's not that big of a deal to me, but I'm not. And if I hear you say you did because you'll slip up about some bullshit, if I see a waffle fry in your mouth. Hey, you're going to have to talk to my wife because that's, that's that's like the quick go-to. You put the order on the app and pick it up. Like, that's her start. You could do that for anybody right now. So do not eat Chick-fil-A. I will burn your house down. So, everybody. It's such a lovely house, though. I, I, will, I will burn it to the fucking ground. <laughs> <laughs> um. With no one inside. So, um, yeah, Pride Month is continuing, which is really, really cool and amazing. You know, I did want to talk about something really quickly, because I know that uh, we, when we stopped recording last week, you mentioned that I described myself as like a black gay male, and you were like, that's the first time you've ever kind of said black first. Yes, out of the, I mean, I've known you going on 10, 11 years, yeah, not yeah. to like age us, but yeah, yeah. like for more than a decade. Yeah, yeah. And I think I've always heard you classify yourself as gay first. Yeah. And I think, and I, I told you just like that I always identify with the gay side more because I've probably talked about this before, but like as a black teenager, I was not very accepted by my black community. I was, and not because of the gay thing. I think it was just because my, my parents were not rich mm-hmm. by any means, but they were like, you know, a little... I don't want to say well off, but you know we were good. They, we were fine. Had a little, we were doing fine. Yeah, a little change. We were doing fine. Yeah. yeah, my uh my 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 uh stepdad had a Corvette, and my mom dropped me off one day at the bus stop in the Corvette, and it and that one thing, the amount of the intense amount of bullying I got from all of my other black classmates because of that, they would steal stuff out of my out of my backpack. Like it was a whole thing so that made, and i was i was maybe 13 or 14 at the time and that made me that was really like the most exposure i'd had to like you know yeah like specifically and it just made me and then honestly in middle school was also to say it was it was almost like i just wasn't black enough because my mom wouldn't allow me to dress a certain way my mom wouldn't allow me to talk a certain way so We've in middle school the, yeah the talking part before. yeah in middle school it was it, it was that in middle school it was like oh you're not black enough like you don't know rap music like you should know rap music and you don't you know have this you know don't have that and then when i got to high school it wasn't just that I wasn't black enough. It was like, you're not struggling like some of us black people are. So therefore I am going to, and that was what it was. And so for that, I shied away from being involved in the black culture at all. Like I just pushed it aside and I was like, no, fuck that. Because your gay culture was more and accepting. Fuck you. Yes. In my opinion. So, okay. so now I think over the past, like, honestly, I think a lot of things have changed over the past year and a half, you know, with, yes. with, with so much going on, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement and everything like that, which has been around a lot longer than that. I think I finally realized that, like, no one can define my blackness but me. True. 
And I know it's taken a really long time to get there. So now I am black first because black is the first thing people see when they see me. So they're not going to see the gay part when they see me. If they're seeing me and never met me before, they see the black part. So it should be first. I say this as a joke. It depends on where they're seeing you. If we're out at play, they might think the gay thing first. Right. Yes, true. It depends on where we're depending, meeting you for the first time. If I'm holding a drink, you definitely can tell. Depending on where, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> but no. But yeah. But that's why. Um, I have decided. I think I've decided to, within myself to be like, no, you're black first. Black is who you are. Black is what people see. Black is what you're going to get judged on first. So of course I'm black. I don't know what channel it is. I don't know what channel it is either. <laughs> you're trying with solidarity. So, uh, but that's that. So, what are we talking about today before our show? <gasps> Guess what I stumbled upon? Well, oh, you you mentioned this earlier. Um, Eurovision. Eurovision. Well, you guys, I don't know if you guys have not been watching this. Here's the thing. So <laughs> you got real excited about this. I I love to find a fucked up random uh, singing competition for whatever reason. Like, do you remember a few years ago I was watching La Banda? Hold on, hold on. So first off, um, before we go any further, a yeah. you make fun of me for picking up a random singing competition of Mass Singer. But yeah, that is thing, no, 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 no. My second comment okay, is: okay. Does America not have enough shows anymore? You got to go. You got to go all international with us because America's coming up with shit like mass fucking singer. I have to go elsewhere <laughs> for my shit. Um, no, actually, I like a few years ago, I actually watched uh, La Banda, mm-hmm. which is uh, I believe it was a Mexican show, but it was it was definitely Spanish language. Okay, um, and it was like they were trying to find the next band. It, oh. Have you ever heard of a band called CNCO? Yes, I've heard of. They won the first season of La Banda. See, and I, all these big bands that we we hear, I never know how they get their start. Yeah, and then um, La, I didn't see the first season of La Banda, and I was like, we need to watch this show. And it was cool because because they because they what they do is they is they audition they audition people in uh, individually. Yes, and then I think they at the end like sort in like in the competitions they try to they try to piece all these people together in different groups and like try and mix it up in a way like they were like we'll put these three girls in a group this week and they'll sing a song and we'll put these four guys in a group this week and they'll okay. sing a song and then next week we'll mix it up and put these two people in a group so that's what they did in the yes. banda i believe um the second group didn't really take off at all but eurovision I know it's been going on for like I don't know sixty something years. I had no idea. Yeah, you brought you think it's like the fifties. Yeah, how far back it goes. And I know they had that movie, but you know I don't like Will Ferrell, so I never watched it. It looks so stupid. I never even t- gave it. A chance. Never watched it. So randomly, you know, we uh, I stumbled upon it, and um, I was kind of like, oh, it's a so it's a song competition. So what they do is they have most most of the countries are European, and they bring three original songs. And they perform them. Okay, who is they? Is is it all groups? Is it individuals? Some individuals. Groups? Some okay. some of them are groups. Uh, variety of music. Like yeah. Do you want your pop princess? Great. Do you want like a slow heart song? Sure, of course you can. Do you want something that's techno and dance? Yes, do that. You wrote it. They have to write three original songs, lyrics, music, everything, and then perform mm. them. And then it's. Got the American Idol thing where they have where they uh you know they vote and all the other stuff or so whatever. Judges, it's not like the, it's not the public. There's voting. not like a judge. There's like four hosts, okay. but there's not like a judge. And I think the public votes. The public Europe's does got vote. Talent. Um, I guess kind of because it's not just necessarily Europe because Australia's in there too. Okay. Um, but I think it's pre- predominantly Europe. Uh. But I think it's kind of cool because it's like this way of really showcasing these smaller countries you've never really heard of before. <laughs> Um, 
But the thing is, like, the production value, what got me was the production value of this bullshit. Like, I was like, this is so produced in, like, I mean, it was just a ma- sweeping landscape. Like, I'm like, this, they produced the shit out of this, and it looks uh, fucking amazing. So, like, did you ever go see um, Bruno Mars in concert? No, his, I, I didn't like him, him enough. But I went and saw his concert, but like there was a part where it was just this huge robotic cube on his stage where like mm-hmm. this section would move out and someone would pop out of it and they start playing and then it would close back up and then it, so like production like that, like like a full on concert kind of production. Kind of in a way, depending on who it was, because like a, a lot of people like like there was this group that I saw, this girl group, I don't remember where they were from. Um, they sang on their own language. And when I tell you these girls were like had a dance routine. Mm-hmm. They had cute little outfits. They had the wind machine in their hair. They these these bitches were not fucking around, and they were like, so they Look, came ready. We came to win this fucking song contest. Don't fuck with us." Like I was like, I "Think they were called Hurricane," and their song was called "Loco Loco." They were not Spanish. They were from something else. But yeah, it, I was like, "These bitches, girl, get out!" What are you saying? I don't know what you're saying, but I'm, a, I'm, I'm with you. I'm on board. Somebody better hit that subtitle and then button. Another one is like this guy was like, he held, he was like part, part of his song. He said, "I'm you've got my heart in your hands." Yes, and he moved his hand up, and they got like a glittery heart. Like the screen just like projected a glittery heart that like exploded onto the. It was like this whole. I was like, See? "Oh my god, this is so well produced!" And I don't know if they came up with like they all had to do their own music videos, like an actual music video, and put it. Like I'm mm-hmm. like, this is so elaborate. Well, and I wonder, and this is why you're talking about. It, I wonder if they have to submit their songs prior, and like for people who put on concerts, I watched a. A documentary series on Netflix where they talked about someone who, like, that was his art. Mm-hmm. Like, he would go through, and they took months before to, like, get to know, like, okay, well, there's this image here and a screen mm-hmm. here, and I'm going to have a fade. This, like, so I wonder if they submit the songs before and kind of talk about what their production's going to be. I wonder. Like, I've got a, I, I fully intend on next year, like, when it comes around, I fully intend on watching the whole thing. Yeah. Because I really want to know now because I'm really intrigued by it, and it really was just super, it was just, I was like, how much say do they have in this? Like, it's so, like, these are original fucking songs. Like, there are songs that were, that, that, that they sang that I was like, I would download that tomorrow and, and listen singers. to that. Most of them are. Like, of course, with, with any kind of live production, Yeah, you know, I got to go with the Randy Jackson. That's a little pitchy dog. Like, some, some of them I was like, ooh, like, this is a little. Like, there was a girl who obviously, like, her music video, I saw part of it, and she sounded amazing, but but the live but the live one, you could tell like in a certain part of it, she was getting, you could just tell. I was like, mm. but then again, she was one of the ones who was like the pop princesses, so she was just like, she was moving around, she was dancing she stuff had like dance. that. Okay, she had so I'm look. kind of like, no wonder it's a little pitchy. But then there are people yeah. who were just standing on stage and they were pitchy, and I'm like, you guys, like, like because you could kind of hear it. <laughs> this is your craft. Perfect it. Yeah, but I'm like, are these people like singer singers, or are they? It's just like their first. Like, so I want to know all about that kind of shit. I really want to know also because they're having to write their songs and submit them. If maybe their goal is not to win the competition for singing and get a contract, but maybe become like a songwriter, if that could be like an alternative, as be found out as that as well. But see, a lot of the times, because they put they on there, they have up there when they introduce the country, they have a little a little a little graphic that says, you know, Sweden. This is the person performing the song. This is the song. Music by this person. Lyrics by these 18 people. So like, so sometimes there might be a writing committee. I think they all just have to be for that country. Interesting. Maybe. So yeah. 
so yeah, it's not like one person has to write the song. I think they just they have somebody who performs it, and just like just like anything else, I guess. So I just think that the people who write the song and the music probably have to be from that country and the performer. So I guess it's the first time you're watching it, so yes. you're not. Do you know what they win, if anything? If the, who's like I the don't final? know. It's actually already over. I've come into this really late. I'm trying not to spoil um, what country. Like it's I, I, it's already over. Well, it, it ended like almost a month ago. Because the way you're describing it, you're saying it's like a whole country. So I'm like, well, how do you give a prize to a country? But then we also have talked about in the past how BBC shows because they don't have funding, they don't really give them money. They yeah. give them like a trophy. They do it for the glory. Exactly. So yeah. So I'm Pride. watching that. You should definitely like watch it i mean some of these songs i was like oh this is gonna be like all cheap i thought i was like this could be all cheesy like like uh take the road less traveled you know like songs like that like you know something that's trying to be like super duper deep yeah and um i think the first time i think it was this girl from Croatia. she came out there like i fell in love with el diablo and i was like bitch yes you did like she had her whole backup dance. i was like okay so this isn't just slow songs these bitches coming out here talking about look i'm gonna shake my ass because that's what i know i can do I fell in love with El Diablo, and this is going to be the song of the year. And I'm like, hey, confidence. I love it. Look, everything sounds sexier in Spanish. I think she's saying, I think she's from, she was from Croatia. So she's saying Croatian. I don't know. She's saying in English. Oh, okay. But I think El Diablo now is so ingrained in culture that you can kind of say that it's basically an English word now. Basically, wow. You know what I mean, like uh, yes. Uh, but yeah, it was cool. But yeah, you should give it. A, you should give it a shot. It's on Peacock. Peacock. You could um get the free trial and then skip it <clears> afterwards. <throat> but it, you, you should. You could. You could probably Google some of it too on YouTube. But it it was it was just really cool looking, you guys. So, but you said there's a new show. Yes. Coming out this so um, as of recording, I don't believe it's out yet. But um, I believe it comes out. When the show will drop. So okay. the first episode will be on TV, and I'm going to definitely watch it. But it's a new, kind of a, I guess it's kind of like a summary show. Kind of like those in-between fill-in space. Oh, summary show. Yeah. Okay. Summary show. Yes. But gotcha. it's, it's one of those fillers kind of taking up space for a, a channel b- b- between seasons of things. You know what I feel like? I feel like this summer has a lot more TV than we're used to, but, I also, but maybe that's because of COVID. I think they're kind of like, we've had a lot of these in reserve. We've finished taping some. We're throwing them all out at once. Yeah, that's what it feels like to me. Um, but the premise of this and, and the reason it kind of caught my eye. What's the name of it? Um, it's called, let me give you one second, Reunion Road Trip. It is on the E! Entertainment sh- Network. E! Entertainment shit work. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Shit Freudian work. Slip. The E! Shit work. <laughs> yeah, um. True. But Agreed. I'm the, the premise of it and the quick little blurb I saw or ad I saw was they collect the cast from previous shows that are no longer on the air, mm-hmm. get them into an actual van or some type of car, and they go on a road trip. And I believe it's a shot. It's an hour show, so it's not going to be super long. Um, but I don't know if it's like compiled over two or three days, if it's like a weekend trip, if it's a day trip. I don't know what the span is. Mm-hmm. But the first four shows have been announced, and the first show is the cast of All My Children. Never watched it. My grandmother taped every episode every day. See, I was a One Life to Live person. That's how I know who Renee Elise Goldsberry is, who's in Hamilton. Yeah. Um, and uh, who's in uh, Zoe's for an episode for a season. Um, 
But yeah, I was what life to live. Oh, because uh, recently Antonio Vega, um, Antonio Vega was uh, he was one of the <laughs> that was his name on what life to live. He showed up in what show? He showed up in the rookie as like a as like some weird detective. Really? And I was like, I was like, he looks really familiar. And I was like, oh, gasp, it's Antonio Vega, and he he aged amazingly. I was like, girl. And then um, actually, uh, Brandon Ralph, okay, who was Superman Returns. Yes, he was in what life to live. And he was on the rookie too this season. I I was waiting for you to somehow bring this back to um Friday Night Lights. He was on he, he was on the rookie this season. He played a racist cop. At some point you're gonna bring this back to Friday Night Lights. One of them showed up or is like three no, ways removed. But I have been rewatching Grey's Anatomy randomly just because I'm bored. And there was an episode where do you remember when Meredith had her hand on the bomb inside the body? Yeah. The bomb squad guy, Kyle Chandler, clear out so hearts can't lose. Every episode. And he died. It's it's this season. He blew up. That's our season. That's yeah. our quote for the season. Sorry, continue. Oh, yes. But, but that, all I, my children. I watched all my children with my, with my grandmother, so I, I yeah. know the cast. Um, the second episode to air the week after is the original Fab Five from Queer Eye. Nice. I love it. I mean, I would, I'm would. i dying to see them back together. Yeah. I think I see Carson Kressley because I watch 25 Words or Less on uh, CBS mm-hmm. every day. And he's on that sometimes. He's one of the celebrities. Also, RuPaul's Drag Race, obviously. Exactly. And then the only other one that I see is uh, is Ted because I watched Chopped. Yeah, I don't. I, I honestly cannot name any of the other five of the um, original. Actually, Jay was was recently in a couple of shows. He's doing he's doing TV spots. He's been in, he's been in some shows. I want to say he was in Love Victor, but I could be wrong. But he's been in some shit. Uh, Cayenne and uh, Tom have not bit in anything that I know of. See, and the and the quick little blurb or like video I watched on mm-hmm. um, E, they really highlighted that episode. They showed a lot more clip from that. Carson's the one driving. He's the one in control. Oh, he, I'm I'm dying for that it. makes sense. He, he he grew up on a farm. Oh, I'm dying. I'm waiting to see. Yeah, I mean, I mean that makes sense. Cool. Um, the third episode is different world. I don't. I never watched a different it. world. Yeah, Jasmine Guy. Give me some Hakeem Hardison. So I never. Watched uh, do you that. remember uh, Hakeem? He was in uh, Teenage Teenage Bounty Hunters. Oh, yes. He played uh, Dwayne Wayne on Different World. Cree Summer. Okay. Um, those are the three that I know. Uh, Jasmine Guy. Who else? Yeah, that's really cool. Okay. I, that show was a, was almost a little too, not adult, but it was like mm. a teenage show, and I was kind of like nine or ten when that show came out. So I saw a lot of the back end of that show, but it was huge, huge, huge black uh, culture cast. I feel like a lot of these ended late 90s, early 2000s. I think All My Children was, was pretty recent, and recent meaning like after 2000. Well, the, and the last one here was after 2000. Scrubs is the fourth episode they've announced. Oh, Scrubs. I keep, I always try and rewatch that, but I feel like I just can't. It's, my cousin will rewatch, like that's kind of his go-to show. Yeah. I can like binge maybe like half a season at a time. I can't really sit there and do a lot. And when I say rewatch, I mean, I've never seen the show all the way through. <laughs> I don't know how it ends. I've never finished it. Me either. But yes. But that's cool. So those are the first four. And I'm excited because again, I, nostalgia for, for all my children it'll bring mm-hmm. back kind of memories i wonder if my grandmother would want to watch it with me she's she may not remember yeah. so i might bring it up and see if she wants to do that but like i've never seen the fab five original so i need to go back like and watch some of the old ones to i don't kinda, know if you can find them i hope you can find them somewhere i've tried to look and i don't know netflix should have bought the rights to that and put them on they there. really should have yeah um i guess they didn't want to compete with their original it, it's not gonna compete because if to me, I think it would. I think it would be cool to contrast. And be like, look, true, um, and be like, you know what they should do? Remember when VH1 had pop up video? 
Yeah. What they should do in the future is they should let the fab, the original Fab Five, watch those and then say how they would. That'd be cute. You're welcome. TM trademark. We'll see. Trademark. <laughs> I read I read Karama's book and um, he had the hardest time portraying himself and like changing what they wanted the culture mm-hmm. one to be because in his like in his mind you see what he does he, he makes everyone cry literally yeah. he, like apparently he was known on the like first season if they were editing his scene they'd whip out te- like tear box like kleenex boxes for mm-hmm. tears so he had to like change the mentality so i feel like that one might be a little weird because you know he's over here trying to get to the root of their issues because that's what he's like known for. That's his actual job. And Jay's like, here's concert tickets. Exactly. He's going to be like, um, I would have taken him to an art gallery. If I'm we, sorry, there's a nice one on 5th Street. If I rewatch the old Cora, I'm probably going to be like, Jay probably did a lot more than that. <laughs> that's just all I, I remember. I know, I know. And, and that's kind of what they made fun of like in Karama's yeah. book. He didn't make fun of but he's like, not to bash, but like, I'm not going to come out here and say, you know, let's go to an art gallery. Let's go to a, 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 a nice Broadway show. Which would be cool. It will be. In, in a situation. No, that sounds, that sounds like a fun show. Yeah. And then, like I said, the other two, I'm, I'm waiting to see if they go any further than four weeks. I wonder what other shows they might bring back old yeah. cast members. Because, I mean, for all I know, they're going to do an episode with Lost because Lost has been off for so long. Or like some of the earlier 90s, or like late 90s, early 2000s shows that have been off for a while. That could be cool. Awesome. I'm intrigued by that. Yes. Hmm. Well, all right, you guys. Stay tuned for this week's review. All right, everybody, welcome back to this week's description. Not description, whoa, review. What am I thinking today? I don't know what you're thinking. Um, But we are taking a look at, and I honestly want to say, this might be our first television broadcasted show, not on a streaming service, like original drop. It's like actually from TV. In a while. Um, It is, dun-dun-dun-dun, the second season of Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. Yay. Okay. First off, we both, I believe, if I remember right, loved the first one. Full circle. Yeah, I think this was the first episode we did, actually. Was it? I believe so. It was first or second? I believe it was first. Um, but uh, we both gave the original season a watch. A vehement watch. Yes. Loved the first season. Me going into this, we, we all know the description. If you haven't watched the first season, let me give a quick rundown. Main actress, main character, name is Zoe experiences some heartaches and troubles in her life but she for some reason gets the power to hear people's heart songs she hits her head yes so pretty much people sing their feelings to her in some type of song and her goal through the show is to help fix those feelings help address those issues Mm -hmm. so i'll go and this i want to see if you agree with this i approached this season and I do this with most multiple season shows you review if we do them in split episodes. Mm-hmm. I try to look at it as two different ways. The continuation of the original one, mm-hmm. but I want to see if it can stand on its own legs. I don't want to say you have to, like, I, I hate to say, like, you have to watch the first season to get this. Mm-hmm. Like, so I'm looking at it as kind of like, did I ever watch the first season? No. Let me see how this goes by itself. Also, did it continue the story in a way I like? So I kind of look at it that way. Okay. Um, is there anything that stood out to you 
in this season um, that's different. Well, this being and obviously, guys, if you haven't seen season one, there's going to be some spoilers. Yes, some spoilers. Um, no, I, um, I think it's a very interesting way to to, to approach it. Um, I am a story person, so for me, it is all about story. It is yes. all about that. And um, but your assertion as to how to look at that makes total sense to me because I think when you think about it, it's kind of like well. You know, like, like, yeah. Basically, what you said makes make, makes makes total sense as to why, it, which is which is what's weird because I came in with the thought, and now my thinking is trying to do the same, trying to do what you said too. So and that's just um, how I looked at it. I um the thing with the, with this song with any kind of musical show, yes, any kind of musical show, it it's just like any kind of person who's putting out a music album. In, in, in my opinion. If the first album is really, really, really good, you've got that fear of a sophomore slump. Is the second album, mm-hmm. is the second season going to be as good? Is the music going to be as good as the first season? True. Um, I, I loved, um, there's a lot of different characters they brought in with a lot of different voices that I loved. Yes. Um, so let's, let's talk about, okay, let's start there. Let's talk, who are some of the new characters? I liked Perry, the Fire Marshal Perry, and that deep, like, he had this deep, oh. boy, he was, he was a nice break from a lot of the other, because, I mean, um, my brain is saying Stuart, Stanley, uh, Sean, uh, uh, fuck, what's his name? Leaf? No, um, her, uh, the, the, uh, the guy, no. no, the guy that works at Spark Point with her. Um, Sam, um, Scott, it's not Scotty's black. The one that she dated or um, the one that's like. The one with the cute hair, um, the black one. Um, fuck, why is his name escaping me all of a sudden? Oh, the one she dated. The one. Simon. Simon, that's his name. That's, a, that's, that's a, why I said the one she dated. That's a white person name and it shouldn't be on a black guy. Whatever. Yeah. It's that's dumb. Um, I thought his voice was, was one that was, that was a little different, but they didn't use him as much in the first season, I don't think. Yeah. But Perry was like. A welcome addition. That voice was like a He's welcome, welcome addition. Just warmth every time you hear it. It's, it's he. When they kind of like brought him in, I was like, okay, I don't know, is he gonna be one of those ones that can actually sing? Yeah. Like in the in the original season, they had um, Lauren Graham. Yeah. And she was kind of a yeah, you, she could do great. Yeah. So I was like, is, is he gonna be just like eye candy and kind of a love interest, or can he actually sing? Oh yeah, he could sing. He can sing. Um, one thing, one other, another new character they brought in, but I was actually disappointed with was Bernadette Peters. Ah, uh, Bernadette Peters is a legend. Yes, and they gave her some shit stuff to sing. I was like, why is she singing um, Cheap Thrills? Pasia, like, give her like, g- she's got chops. Like, give her something to sing, and they gave her like basically throwaway pop hits. I'm like. What are we doing with well, her? Why? Do, why would you use her in that way? I didn't way? Really like her character either. I didn't mind her character. I think what happened with with her character was I don't think that they gave that character. I think they didn't give her. It was just slightly too little of her. I can see that because I understood what she was supposed to be. I understood she was supposed to be this new friend for Zoe's mom to kind of like you know after you know a, a tragedy of this person that that kind of has the same feelings as you do. It's been through what you've been through. I liked that they brought her into the end of season one. I thought that was kind of cool. And I liked her coming back because I was like, oh, this this actually makes sense for Zoe's mom's story. Yeah, but they didn't use her enough. And then when they did use her, they gave her these shitty songs well, to sing. I was pissed. Let me put it away. I didn't like her character to be like at the end of the last season. I thought she was gonna be that kind of crazy lady who kind of 
jumps in and acts like family. I don't feel like they grew her and, and Zoe's mom's relationship that much. But when they brought her in and kind of explained the gambling thing, I was yeah. like, okay, now I get, I kind of, they're giving yeah. her more. Yeah, they didn't give her enough. I think exactly. that was what they, she she came in really quick and they dropped her out really quick. Yes. Which, so that kind of annoyed me and I just didn't like that they just didn't use, I love Bernadette Peters and they didn't use her. I was like, this, this songs, I was just mad at the songs they gave her to sing. Uh, and but, the last new character. Rose. Yes. Who I don't think really saying much. Where is she from? She looked so familiar and I think I Googled it, but I don't remember, but um, regardless, she came in as like another slight love interest for kind of throwaway character. Yeah, kind of, kind of another slight love interest for Max or whatever. So that's kind of thing. So basically, spoiler alert: the way season one ended was obviously uh, Zoe's father passed away from his long bout with cancer, mm-hmm. and was then it cancer? I don't remember. It was, um, I thought it was a, gen- a genetic like deteriorative disorder. Doesn't matter. Splitting hairs. Um, well, I guess it matters, <laughs> but you know it's fine. I apologize for the away previous to, comment made. He passed away due, due to medical complications. Thank um, you. And uh, she had also decided to sleep with Max. I mean, I think Max kind of decided to sleep with her as well. Right. So they were kind of like, you know, there was that whole that whole thing. They started. had a history. So like right. they brought that back up. So and, and here's, were you confused? Did you think that they'd known each other since they were kids? They did know each other since they were kids. No, they didn't. They went to camp together. And that's where I'm confused because they talked about how he's like, I had a crush on you at camp. I wish I would have given you my friendship bracelet, but like they had all that like past, like maybe not like kids. But there kids. was the whole flashback about them meeting each other at Spark Point, and they made it look like they never met oh, each other before. Oh, was Zoe? Yeah. Oh, they meant Rose. No. Oh, Zoe. Yeah. Do you make? Do you feel like they made it sound like they known each other since they were children in the first season? Yes, I believe they did. Because the mom and dad were like, oh my God, it's Max. And I'm like, oh, they've obviously known him forever. He's just walking into their fucking house without a key. Like, you know, obviously he's been around for a really long time. I mean, I've I thought like it was four or five years, I believe. Yes. What? Like, like, like at, at the point in the show, based on when she got the job to where she is now, I think they've known each other for three to four years. You assumed that. A- after the after the clarification. No, no, no. I mean, after the clarification of this season, that's the time frame. I assumed they had been... Sh- buddy buddy since like two years old yeah that's yes, what i assumed exactly the way they made it sound in the first season i was like oh they've known each other forever this has been unrequited love since like i don't know they were in pampers and like he walks in their hat like i'm like obviously they're, they're all like hey max whatever you know it's, he, he's been around for a really really long time and then when you get to this i'm like well this season is probably like a span of a year or a year and a half mm-hmm. maybe a year and a half, which I thought also the timing of that was really weird on this yes. season. And then I'm like, so you're telling me they really only know just for three or four years? That's it? And I was like, no, that made me mad. I didn't like that. I feel... Okay, and here's the thing. I feel like the type of relationship they led us to believe or how long they've been friends is right. what Max and Rose had. Because Max and Rose have been friends since, you know, junior whatever camp up in the Cat Hill. And not of, even, not even friends. York. They just knew each other when they were younger, and then they then they fell out of touch for, like, a yeah. decade. But that, like that, decade. That, that's, like, the length of span I thought Zoe and Max knew each other. Right. Yes. And that made me, when they did that, I was like, this doesn't make any sense to me now. It doesn't make any sense to me. I'm so confused as to, I mean, I, I guess I under, because I'm like, even if they didn't, um, I mean, because obviously they both didn't start working at Spark Point at the same time. So she obviously didn't see him again until they both start working at Spark Point. So how much time passed between that and then? A month. So you're telling me that a year or two. I'm, I'm like, I don't know. I just found she, out. She, she clarified that there was a month between 
when she got the job and Max didn't to when Max got hired. I just, I, I really didn't like that timing of that. I think they should have, I think it was pretty, I think that was a disjoint for me. So with this season and then kind of to your point of, did they continue the story? Like you, you said you're a story person. Mm-hmm. I felt like the first season was extremely well-timed. The story was mm-hmm. very concise. Mm-hmm. You got a good view of, of how the family dynamic worked. Mm-hmm. But since the dad is no longer there because he, he passed away, yeah, I feel like they realized there's a gap in the relationship. In, in, like There's a void that something they had to fill. Like There was always that one not just prominent issue. No, that, that, that's what it was. Yeah, where this season, there was so much filler in this. Like, they, they tried to go like, okay, let's go with, you know, depression. And, and I get you, you have to kind of yes. move on and develop and figure who you are out once someone's missing. Mm-hmm. So I get you have to go through that to heal and, and, and become a better person or get to back to being normal. But there wasn't like a concise main point that tied everything together to me yeah i liked the part the the fact that they kind of talked about depression with that yes because especially with zoe you know she's 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 hearing people sing these songs and people are either starting to get over you know the loss of their dad or she's hearing people be happy Uh and she's like i'm not i don't want to (coughs) hear anyone else seeking and being happy when I'm not fucking happy. Mm-hmm. So I understood that. And I think that they, I think that should have been the anchor for this season. Like last in season one, the dad was the anchor for, you know, kind of everything. Yeah. Yes. There was other stuff going on, but that was the anchor. I think that this should be the anchor. I think when she, she goes to therapy in a couple of episodes, I go, I think that should have started in episode two, three, and continue through the whole show, and that would have made sense to well, me. I mean, because didn't they put in was it like episode two or three where she had that dream where she was trapped in the house? And I could, think so, one of those. So yeah, when you're feeling that anxiety of feeling trapped, and you don't think about getting help for yourself until six episodes later, like it, it didn't make. I sense. mean, I think I, I understand that. I understand that though. When yeah. when you when you I mean, in in real life, some people don't do that. I mean, I guess you. And, and so, I just think in the context of this television show, mm-hmm. the the timing wasn't. I think that that was their thread. They should have wove through the entire season. Yes. And because that because doing that that complicates her relationships with Max. That complicates her relationships with um Simon. with Simon. That complicates her relationship with Bo, with her family, with her brother. You know that is the thread that should have continued through this whole season. And instead they just made me kind of, I kind of walked away being very annoyed by her. So, and, and I shouldn't have been. And that's where, before I, before my this comment, I feel like they also kind of touched on depression, but they made multiple types of depression, multiple types of like issues mm-hmm. with that. Like they did postpartum right. on day one episode, but it was like a one episode thing. Really? They did, um, I mean, they, they 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 kind of. I mean, they addressed like how mm-hmm. does Zoe's family move on from the death of their dad? Right, right. right. So they they had to kind of show what is the mom doing now? What is Zoe doing now? What is Zoe's brother doing now? Mm-hmm. So they 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 built out, and they had to have kind of like three to four main storylines, which I which I which I which I liked. I I, yes. I, I, just, yeah. I feel like the brother didn't get much time. I feel like the brother kind of had. Like I feel like a, I feel like he got a little bit, and I feel like I, I like that they brought in Emily, his wife, true, a little bit more. I actually thought she had a really good. 
I actually thought she, I actually thought that episode was actually a pretty nice episode. I thought she did really, really mm-hmm. well. I was actually very surprised by her acting, and I was like, she was good. I, I liked her a lot. I walked away liking her. I will admit the the couple ones that I wasn't expecting were the the episode where all the songs got mixed up. Yeah, that was clever. Yeah, I like the one, one following when they actually addressed the thing with Emily. Yeah. That was really well done. Like you said, I, I was not expecting her to have that kind of acting chops. Yeah, they definitely had some standout episodes. I thought were good. I just don't. I'm, I'm like thinking back on it on all the stuff that happened. I'm like, I think there was just too fucking much going on. Yes, and that's where towards the end. I mean, throwing in depression is mm-hmm. one big subject matter they could have done the whole entire. Yeah, and that's something that anybody can kind of relate to. But throwing in depression, and then throwing in the kind of like the Black Lives Matter movement, and then throwing in um, just which I thought was actually clever. I, I, I liked how they did that. Yes, I liked that they brought that in. I, I, I liked that they actually touched on that. But you, you could like I don't know. It, it like you said, it, it felt a little convoluted. Too many things yeah, in there. They, I think the ideas they had all made a lot of sense, and I think they wanted to expand on everybody. I think that thirteen episodes wasn't enough to really do that in I a way. Agree. Um, I but but the stuff that they interjected to me was good. Like I liked that they that they interjected the whole thing about Zoe's mom trying to you know get out and live and, and do her thing and worry about her business. I, I like the fact that um that her brother is grappling with who he is and what he wants to do and what's going. I I liked that we expanded to all those characters. We expanded to Leaf, who mm-hmm. is. Give me skinny white boy realness. I love him. He is so cute. And I mean, I'm sorry. Um, his pants are so tight. What well, that? But his <laughs> friend, I can't think of his friend's name. Um, Tariq Tannen. Um, Tannis. I'm not. Um, not to be racist. The, the Indian guy. I don't know if he's Indian, but he's yes, the Middle Eastern. He's definitely a brown dude. Yes. I don't remember his name. But he, I love his character. I love that they actually brought him in more and kind of developed him from the last season. Yeah, I feel like he had more to do last season, but. But I thought he was. I thought he was good. Like I, I did enjoy what they were doing with that. I, I, I did think that. I, I really did. But I think it was just. Um, I just think it was just a little disjointed. I couldn't I feel, fully get behind this season like I could last season. Okay, and here's Tobin. Tobin, thank you. Um, and- <gasps> I, I was really excited though. Can I talk about it? Sorry. Sure. I was really excited about George because. Uh, George, when George came in for those few episodes, uh, Harvey Guyon, he was, he is, um, fuck, and what we do with the shadows, he's, uh, oh, not Gustavo, that's not his name. Um, he's um, the assistant, though. Yeah, what was his name in, in, uh, in, oh my god, I can't think of it, it's, um, oh god, that's gonna bug me, hold on, I've got, look I've, it up while, I've got to figure it out. Yes, look it up while I talk about my, my, you, god, you, you broke my train of thought here, um, I feel like. A, Guillermo. Yes. <laughs> Guillermo. Guillermo. When Guillermo showed up, I was like, yeah, I was like, is that Guillermo? I was like, fuck. He I was like, you know what? I love Gear. I love him. He is so good. I love this whole thing in there. That was really cool. This season had like some had some really good moments. Like I love oh, yeah. like that. But the, the fact that you just brought that up, I totally forgot he was in the season. Yeah. For, that, that's the kind of thing is like there were a little bit there were things I'm like, oh I forgot that happened. Like there was the whole um, cause Maggie was working and then she had that guy that came on to her, Maggie, Zoe's mom. Yes. And then there was Emily's sister that popped up randomly for a few episodes. So, okay. And here's the thing. And this is where I was going with this. I feel like because the dad's missing and there's not that one anchoring point, they kind of were like, 
let's put a lot of things in here, see what happens, and mm-hmm. see what people like. Yeah. Like they were like, okay, we're gonna throw this character, and and that way they have them as kind of like a person they can pull on later. Mm-hmm. But this was very much the we're trying to figure out who we are season. Right, like who are we without? Which which makes which is a good question to ask. Who are we without the without the dad? Yeah, great. Um, they expanded on dating Michael Davis and yep. his character, who I thought was had really great comedic timing. I thought oh, he was kind yeah. of funny and and cool. But then they but then they they brought the random kid from next door who had the band like that just came out of nowhere. Who who had the gin, the song Ginger at yeah. Zoe's birthday party? It was just I, I was I was just really confused. And then and then it circles back to I didn't really enjoy her character like I did the first season. Yes, I like, found her to be, I found her to be whiny, and mm-hmm. really obnoxious, and like I found myself really kind of disliking her, and I don't, I didn't want to. I was like, she's supposed to be the lovable character. She's supposed to be one that you, that you love regardless. Because in the first season, I loved her. Yes, but in this one, I'm like, are her friends not ex- fucking exasperated with her? I actually think Mo. Actually, says this, which maybe that was the point because Mo was like, "Look, you're fucking tired. Me to fuck out, bitch. Like, I need you to get the fuck out of my face." Mm-hmm. And that, and and that was how I was like, "I'm feeling that, Mo. I'm feeling it." Obviously, Mo yes. saying her fucking ass off. Alex Newell saying her fucking ass. Every fucking song she sings, he sings, they sing. Um, put it out on a record. Uh, would buy tomorrow. every single one. Yes, every single song. So, and a surmise, and this is kind of where I'm at. Is in summation, you're welcome. I like. I still liked the season. I thought that the singing was still top notch. The songs mm-hmm. they chose highlighted exactly what they wanted. They addressed very hot button issues like mm-hmm. that are like out there currently. Yeah, they did it respectfully. Right. Um. Everyone's character development from the first season continued. Mo fell in love with them. They he she. All over again. Perry just made me want to see more because, oh, his voice. Max, just, he can sing. I've liked Skylar since Pitch Perfect. He actually kind of annoyed me this season, too, to be a honest. A little bit. He lost a little bit of his luster. But, and, and like I said, all these other characters, like, had such great development. But, yeah, the one thing that irks me is Zoe just got under my skin. And it was, mm-hmm. like, she just couldn't get out of her way. Like, she was just in her way the whole season. Yeah, which I, which is the point. I get it. Yeah. It, it, but it, it, it's fine. So, I don't want to hang it on that. But I, I, I think that they, I think that the, I think the character development, I think our big thing right now, I think what we're, what we're saying, yes. and tell me if I'm wrong, is that the writers of this show did character development very well. Mm-hmm. I just think... The vehicle for that character development, which was the show, just wasn't pieced together as well as I would have liked it to be. Well, is that what we're saying? Yes. Let me let me let me put it this way, and this might be a better, more concise way. Yes, completely. Mansplain it to the black guy. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, and this this is what I'm thinking. They had a starting point because they knew where last season ended. They had an ending point, which I, the ending has me hooked for season three. I want to know why this happened at the very end of the season. The road to get from point A to point B was not plotted out. This I feel like they were like in there and they were like driving through and they're like, "Oh, biggest yarn bowl in the United States. Take a hard right and go see the like." like. Yeah, I think what what's that, that's that's where I've been by the whole sophomore slump thing because yeah. I was like the I think we could agree that the first season finale was probably was was 
amazingly done. That single shot through the like it was just um to me I think I, I left that like wet wet face, wet eyes, mm-hmm. wet tears. I was bawling my face off. And yes, you can't have another tragedy like that no. happen. And I get it. So that's where it kind of annoyed me was that I almost wish that episode wasn't the season one finale. I wish maybe that episode had happened I earlier on the head. Earlier in season one, maybe. Or maybe maybe that should have been the season two episode one. Yeah. Episode because you blew your wad on that, and now the season two finale pales in comparison. Nothing really emotional really happened this season. So I think I think with this one, it's all about it's all about song choice. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Randy again. I'm gonna talk about Randy Jackson again. Mm-hmm. Song choice. They did not. It was that episode placement. I think that really threw it off because I was waiting to be like for that moment when I was going to be like for that emotional thing. And that didn't really happen. I think the biggest emotional experience I had the whole season was the postpartum episode where like, they finally figure out it's Emily singing. Right. Right. And like the next, in the following episode where they followed her. Yeah. That's the most emotional I got involved right. the whole season. And I think that was, I mean, am I, am I intrigued by the way, by the way it ended? Yeah. I'm intrigued by that. I kind of, um, I kind of in the middle of that, like right when that was happening, I was like, "Are they going to do that? How?" And then they didn't. I was like, "Okay, okay, okay." So I am intrigued, but is this a, is season two of Zoe's Destroyer playlist a watch or is it not? I kind of want to take a cop out. I was going to do the exact same. I was going to say. I kind of want to hold off my vote until season three, but I feel like it's a watch it to know, like season one, watch 100%. They did hit a sophomore slump, but I feel like you have to watch it to know where season three is going to be. And it's not something yes, you could, that you can really experience with like a quick review. There's a couple songs you have to hear, mm-hmm. I feel like, in this season. So I'm not going to say... Don't watch it. I can go back and and change if I feel like it needs to be watched for season three. So I'm going to say yes. Watch it because I feel like season three, they kind of got an idea of where they wanted to go and they figured out what type of show they were. So I'm hoping season three is going to be better. I'm going to say watch it. I'm not going to do a cop out. I'm going to say watch it. And I'm boiling it down to, I know you had your criteria. My, My thing is, do I care about a season three? I care about a season three. So yes. for me, I'm going to say watch it because I care about seeing how they're going to, how they're going to write this ship. Whoa. Who made up that saying? Gross. Um, hopefully they, uh, write the ship. Up instead of the- <laughs> we, we've found one saying and we're staying with it. Um, so I, um, I hope that they, uh, <laughs> write the ship. <laughs> that, 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 that they change course. <laughs> That they change course, you know, stop printing off them directions from MapQuest and get a GPS and know where you're going. So I, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, watch it. I'm going to say, watch this with lowered expectations. It is not as good as season one, not as good as season one at all. Like it's not, I think season one, not to out of the park. I think season two was a bunt. Um, so hopefully season three is a line drive at the pitcher's head and it jumps off out of nowhere. and really just gives us that moment. But I do think the 
issue, I think I boiled it down to the season one finale. If that had been placed either earlier or in this season, I don't think I would have. I still think I would have had some of the same issues, but I think I would have thought of it as more of like, you know, a double and not just a bunt. Yeah. Baseball terms. You're welcome. I, like I know about all those. Uh, I know about a, a, an infield home run. I know what that means. Do you know what that means? Infield home run? Yeah. Yeah. So it's a home run. that actually you hit all th- you run all bases without actually hitting over the fence in the stands. In the park home run. Yeah, you're welcome. Do you know what a triple is? Yes, I know what a triple is. What is it? Hitting a ball and being able to run from home from the actual home plate to the third base. Okay. Do you know what a line drive is? I mean, yeah, it's just literally a really strong hit ball. You've never even had um, bubble play ice cream, so how the fuck do you supposed to, <laughs> to know what the fuck you I play you Little know. League, and my dad was super huge into baseball, and I, wa- I go to baseball games with Emily and her family. But you never had a bubble play ice cream cone nope. or ice cream pop from uh, the ice cream truck. You're fucked nope. up. So it is time for Bay of the Week. Bay of the Week. Bay of the Week. So, Bay of the Week. This show, we're not going to say much about it. This show kind of handed us a Bay of the Week on the platter, to be honest. So, to continue, in case you missed our last episode, we are in honor of Pride Month. Yes. Giving Bay of the Week to someone who represents or has some outstanding... Not necessarily outstanding, but they they represent... We're giving giving Bay of the Week to all LGBTQIA plus... Thank you. um, People. Yes. In the entertainment industry, whether it be musicians or actors, probably more or less, probably more actors, musicians. But that's what we're doing for this month, just to highlight them and to, um, you know, because if it's Pride Month, they should be, if we should have a Pride Bays. So, and here, I'm going to say this real quick. Um, did we do Bay of the Week all the way back on episode one? I don't remember. Because we may have given it to the same person as last time. I don't think we did because okay. that was episode one, so no. But we're going to give it to Alex Newell. And that was what I mean when I said, that's what I meant when I said they kind of handed it to us on a platter. Because uh, Alex Newell, uh, who plays Mo, is a gender non conforming, um, played the same kind of gender non conforming character in Glee. Yes. And it's just, for me, it's just out there. I didn't mean to give it to, we didn't mean to give it to two um, LGBT black people two weeks in a row. But I think this show kind of handed it to us yes, on, on a did. platter. And I just think that. Mo is like my favorite character. Mo, um, Alex, Alex Newell's music is so good. What I've heard of it, I love their music and it's amazing. So I just want to read the drink menu and see how many Mo drinks they came up with. Exactly. Yeah. The Cosmopolitan. Uh, 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 but no, I, I think that in that show, Alex Newell's amazing in Zoe's. And I think that Alex is someone people can look up to. I mean, like, like you said, ever since, and what what are the is it they is that uh, gender non conforming? I be, uh, but gender non conforming is fine. But I believe uh, the last thing I read, Alex Newell is is okay with whatever pronoun. If you okay. say he, she, they're okay with whatever pronoun. Cool. So I'll just whatever comes in my mouth, but it'll probably be he, yeah. she. It'll be one of those two. Um, their performance in Glee was spectacular. And, yes. And honestly, going back and watching that now having more understanding, I kind of get what they were going for. So, I mean, from the first time I was in Glee, it was a, they played a boy mm-hmm. who identified as a woman when performing. Mm-hmm. Um, so they kind of started putting 
them into drag or right. women's clothing on stage while performing because that was their new persona and that that's that's the one that gave them confidence yeah that then started to bleed into and translate into their everyday life because they wanted to exude that and be that in mm-hmm. every day and not have to hide and be something that people wanted to see right they wanted to be who they wanted to be right so that's ever since they have been on tv he has been on tv that is what the character has been Right. And I appreciate that that has now grown into from a high school age. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy they show that as a high school because people who need to see that as a high school student, yeah. they now see what that can translate into once you're, you've grown up and have a real life and out in the real like, like, And the confidence that they exude on Zoe's of, this is me. You either like it or you don't. I don't care what you think. I'm going to be who I want to be. This is me. You could take it or leave it. Exactly. Do you know I got that from? Still watching Gigolos. You're welcome. Oh. Uh, so <laughs> that's what Steven said before he left the show. Uh, but yes, uh, Alex Newell to me is is blazing trails. And yes. I, I love that. The next step is to have Alex Newell be in a show and us not have to have some backstory or explain why they are the way they are. You know what I mean? So I think that it would be cool to just be able to have that character be in a show and us not have to be like, you know, let's talk about, you know, whether you're a he, they, or whatever. Unless, I mean, I guess if it's, if it's there for, like, educational purposes to kind, of, to kind of explain to people. But I hope that at this point we can move on and just have a character like like Mo in a TV show just to have a character like Mo in a TV show. And not to, like, just like before when it was like when we had gay people on TV shows, we had to explain why they were there or why they were gay or why it was this or why it was that. or what. Like, can we just have them in the show and just be there? So hopefully that's the next step. But Alex Newell is amazing at at being someone portraying who they are on screen, off screen, and hopefully inspiring youth. Yeah, I agree. Awesome. All right, you guys. Thank you for tuning in this week. I'm going to stay tuned again. <laughs> we'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. You've been listening to Watch or Not with Jay and MJ. Interact and give us suggestions on what to watch at watchornotpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at watchornot underscore pod. And on Instagram at watchornotpod. Huge shout out to Bradley Parsons. Thank you for creating our theme music. And subscribe and leave a review wherever you download podcasts. Don't make us come for you. Mm-hmm.